Is it too late to start a side hustle? Is it? We'll find out. Let's find out. Hot Sound School presents Content Heavy. The podcast that helps online business owners make better content and more money. Let's heavy up. Hello and welcome to the Content Heavy podcast, better content, more money. I'm Veronica. And I'm Steven. And if this is the first time um, you tuning into our podcast, uh, we are the Pod Sound School. We yes. are uh, content creators. We are uh, online educators uh-huh. and <laughs> content geeks. Yes, content all around <laughs> content geeks. We are from the Pod Sound School, and the Pod Sound School is a company that specializes in online education for content creators, con- creative professionals, and entrepreneurs. I think so good. we're ready. We're ready. This is going to be a really cool episode <clears throat> because I think that a lot of people think that it's either too late to get to start a side hustle or that mm-hmm. there may be too much education involved or involved or what really goes into it or like is it even possible to make money online? Like that's got to be for a different type of person than me. Like like you know, so I'm it's excited. accessible for all of us. I'm, exci- I'm excited to see what you've got in store for yes, us. Yes, yes. So oh in this episode, we're going to uh, talk about whether if it's too late to start a, ha- a, si- a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second part, we're going to talk about the three steps that you need to take to launch your side hustle right away. So you don't have to think about it anymore. You just do these things that we're going to tell you to do and you just go for it. And uh, so let's start with the first one. Is it too late to start a, a side, side hustle? Or is it for me even? Like if you mm-hmm. are thinking about starting one, is it is it something that is available for me? Um, in my research, I found uh, two articles, uh, one uh, on Forbes and the other one on CBS News that said that nearly half of American workers have side hustles to make extra cash and or to increase their income so they can maintain their lifestyle. Mm. And that is something that we're seeing more and more as inflation um, goes up. Yeah. Then we can't afford the same things that we used to just, uh, you know, a few months ago. Yep. So there are a lot of us trying to find uh, for resources and things to do so we can bring some extra income. Mm-hmm. So as totally that's just like we are in the side hustle culture yes so <clears throat> we are that's where we're at currently yeah another thing that i found is like why what are the reasons that people uh start their side hustles and there are different reasons and something interesting the majority of um people who are employed in the workforce mm-hmm. with side hustles are gen c's <laughs> okay yep so it's gen c's and millennials and it makes sense because you know Gen Z's are tech savvy and yeah. they they're all over the internet they're and how they can make the money internet, online. How they can make money? Yeah, it's it's easier for them because they were born with the phones in their hands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for them. It's kind of like a, like second nature. Yep. They were also asked like, why do you do you have a side hustle? Why do you you do what you do? And the reasons are um, the first one is that. Uh, the extra income is easy to earn. So it's just easy. They have a computer, they have a phone, mm-hmm. and it's just easy to have that side hustle and make some extra cash every month or yeah. every week. They enjoy doing it. So maybe they have their um, nine to five 
and their side hustle is something that they feel passionate about and still uh, not completely supporting them or paying the bills, but they enjoy doing what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, also, this um, the main income source is not enough to pay their monthly bills. So yeah. a lot of people are being forced to get a side hustle so they can um, pay the bills. And I, I read an article the other day too, like how stay at home moms are also starting their side hustles at home yes. um, to help their husbands or to bring that extra income to their mm -hmm. um, household so they can buy things for their kids so they can yeah. afford their next vacation. So what's interesting about this too, is you, you have like, two sides of the a way of looking at it is some people might think it's a little bit of a bummer. It's like, then our economy is kind of like failing us or like, Oh, these jobs that I went to school for that I got, you know, have a ton of student debt for, they're not even paying the bills for me to like support my family yeah. of a couple kids or whatever it is. Right. Which seems like a shame, but then the positive way of looking at it is that actually when else in history mm -hmm. has there been the opportunity to actually start side hustles like yeah. this, like to, for a stay-at-home mom to be able to mm -hmm. get get crafty and um you know to get scrappy and and just start a online side hustle at home is yeah. really cool and it provides all these opportunities to where I think what excites me most about all of it is that the side hustle can turn into something into something big something really yeah. big yeah and if you are a stay-at-home mom if you are there with your kids and you're thinking man I wish there was a way for me to make some money. I wish there was a way mm -hmm. for me to, to, um, you know, help my spouse in some way while I'm here at home taking care of the kids. Yeah. And there are multiple ways. We just, um, we had recorded an episode to talk about the different hustles that you can start from home. Yeah. Our, our top three choices. Our top three choices. And, uh, have you thought about becoming a podcast editor and start editing podcasts from your Living room. Yeah. Like, in how your pajamas on a laptop. In your pajamas on a laptop while the kids are taking a nap. Yeah. Or after you put them to bed at night. Yeah, exactly. Or while they're watching their Coco Melon on mm -hmm. repeat. If you thought about um, becoming a podcast editor, we have an invitation mm -hmm. for you. We do. Actually, we put this together. I think of it as a reality check or a test or a challenge to see if you have what it takes to be a podcast editor. It's a free mini course. It's a short course. You actually use files that we provide and you walk through with me in a digital audio workstation to edit and export your own podcast episode and then share it with us for feedback afterwards. So if you can get through this mini course in a reasonable amount of time, then you'll know you have what it takes to be a podcast editor. Or maybe you'll realize, nope, this isn't for me. But it's a great starting place for that. And that's why we put it together for you. You can find that by going to podcastingsmart.com slash free edit lab the free podcast edit lab yeah mm -hmm. yeah i love it mm -hmm. uh so yeah there are different things that you can do and um, you know i get it like because i being home with kids and thinking like man like <laughs> yeah. i wish there was a way for me to to make some money mm -hmm. from home and it seems so far away and like again then you get back to like your education or your lack of education or maybe you spend there's so many scenarios, you know, where you spend like all this time at a job that by the time you're done with the job, it's not really the only thing you have on your resume or as far that you feel specialized in is going and working another job just like that one. Mm -hmm. So it's weird to think like, oh, here I am again at an entry level position or here I am again, un unqualified to work any of these side hustles. Um, and 
what's really great, and especially if you listen to our previous episode, is there's, and I'm sure we're going to cover that a, a touch more, is is that it's actually more accessible than you would think. And the training that you can go through, if you can find the right training, only has to take a few months to get mm-hmm. really trained or in, in the case of like a podcast editor to get certified to actually do the thing professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are so many ways that you can get the education and the skills and the mm-hmm. certification too for you to start um, making money. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? That's really cool. Yeah, and it's also you know important as a woman that you, even if you are at home with your kids, that you make some extra money for you. Yeah, and the, you know you never just, know. It just maybe kinda, that that side hustle becomes into because we've seen it many many times. Yes, because the real women thing. retiring their husbands. Yeah, uh-huh. like that's pretty cool. Uh huh. The side yeah. hustle then becomes a family business, mm-hmm. or you know, it's like this is working out so well for me. Do you want to quit your job too? And let's double down on this. Yeah, and this goes for you if you're a stay at home dad. We don't we don't want to. Yeah, discriminate against the dads. (laughs) But it's true. And what's really great about it is, you know, you think about, it makes me think of books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if you've read something like that. And and just the idea that we're all kind of, we have so much more information available to us that we're privy to. And even the pandemic kind of made us realize just like the reality of the way things could be. Mm -hmm. And real wealth isn't going to come from a job that you are specialized in traditionally, uh, you know, depending on the, it really, I mean, it depends on your definition of wealth, but to, to get really what you would call rich, uh, that's going to have to be by creating assets or by building something for yourself or by owning your own assets, whether it's real estate or your own company or the own, your own services or products that you sell or offer to people. That's mm-hmm. how you're actually going to build uh, leverage and build momentum in the world and in the economy and actually have a ton of riches come your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking also about having a business, uh, then this can be a way that you can start to test the waters and see how it goes. Yeah. That's always, I where can my tell mind you goes. the, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the privileges that come with having your business with working for yourself uh, it means that you can be there for your kids. It means that you can uh, mm-hmm. do the pickups and the drop-ups. They and- weigh, I think they far outweigh the the cons, mm-hmm. especially if you do a pros and cons list with the traditional way. You know, there's so many cons you can find with um, a traditional working job, like going to the office or whatever it is, that are just kind of permanent. Like there's not much you can do about it. They're just going to stay that way. Whereas the cons that you have from working from home or working remotely those you can change, you know, not necessarily, and, and not beyond just changing your perspective. You could actually like, a lot of times people suffer with cabin fever or they don't have enough of a community or they don't, well, actually you didn't have the option to have a community other than the employees that were appointed to be your coworkers. <laughs> yeah. That's your community. But now you can actually choose to go join a a weekly mid-afternoon like hiking club, mm-hmm. or you can go pick up a sport that you've been wanting to because you actually have the, the freedom and the extra time to do those things. Mm-hmm. So the, the the pros are really cool. It's a really great time in, in the world to get into that. And what I love so much about side hustles is it's pretty risk. It's low risk. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out or you don't find out that you like it, you, you still have your main gig. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So uh, with that, like what are the steps for you that you should take to launch your side hustle. The first uh, part or the first stage will be the planning and idea validation. 
And for that, you want to identify your skills and what you're interested in, what, what are your passions. Um, if it's going to be something that you're going to start um, just because of, you know, the fine of it or because of, um, you know, is your side hustle, is your your business, then it should be something that, that at least that you like and enjoy. <laughs> Don't get into something that is just going to be more stress, that is going to bring uh, more... Uh, you know, mm. just got got feelings in your life like that, <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna make you miserable. Yeah. So no, no, no. The first thing is to recognize what what you if you can see yourself, if you are somebody who enjoys being away from people, being in your computer for long hours, then ma- podcast editing, video editing, you're just in your zone. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're just light up your candle like. Uh, or burn your your sage or Just being your creative. A lot of times you can add, you can work with music on a lot of the music times on, and, yeah. And you set up your space, and then you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, video editing or podcast editing is is the thing for you. So. Just have that in mind, and then as far as the skills that that's something that you can't. Um, now you don't have to go to college to get the skills that you need to launch your side hustle if you don't possess those skills. You can take online courses. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find a mentor. Yes. You can have you have access to so many resources programs. online yeah. and people who have walked the walk, who are, have years of experience in mm-hmm. the online world that can give you a hand and help you to reach yeah. uh, where you want to go. There are so many people who who have made built an enterprise for themselves from consuming free content on YouTube that taught them how to do what they're doing, mm-hmm. and so. You know, you could DIY it that way too. That you don't need any money to get started with this. What you'll need is a cheap, inexpensive laptop computer that could be like eight hundred US dollars right now, and you'd be fine. You'd be good to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pause the episode. Are you too like fifty percent of Americans looking for a side hustle to bring in some more cash, either to help pay your bills or maybe to pay off your debt or to finally take the kids on that vacation out of the country that you've been dreaming of? There is no better side hustle to start than to become a podcast editor. Did you know that with zero experience and only a couple months of training that a brand new podcast editor can charge a minimum of $125 per episode? So that would be $500 a month for each client. And you can expect to spend two hours a week per client. So there's some realistic fun math for you. If you want $2,000 extra every month, then take on four clients and work an additional eight hours a week. And the work itself is meaningful and fulfilling because you're helping people to build their brand, you're working with professionals, interesting people sharing their message and their stories with a real audience. And if this is something that sparks your interest, we've created Pod Sound School's free podcast edit lab. This is a hands-on learning mini course where you work to edit a professional podcast episode. By the end of the free mini course, you will export your own podcast episode and submit it to us for review. So find out if you have what it takes. Go to podcastingsmart.com slash free edit lab. I'll also leave the link where you're consuming this episode. Okay, now back to content, Hefe. Uh, then uh, the next uh, thing to do would be, and this is part of the planning and idea validation, is to find a profitable niche. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it, if the niche is profitable, if, there, if there's a lot of people uh, doing this thing. Yeah. So if there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of podcast editors, uh, there's a lot of uh, video editors. Uh-huh. So, you know, when there's just a lot of things going on in that niche. So here you're trying to identify the demand. The demand. Yeah. Of if what you have the thing is that you're the service the th- that you're going to offer, mm-hmm. the product that you're going to create. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you want to identify that? Because you don't want to spend time creating something or getting uh, the skills in, in something that is not on high demand because then it's going to take you some time to uh, make money. Yeah, relative high demand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just something that's so niche that there really is only 10 customers in the world for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, like it's good to niche down, as they say. You know, you don't want to tackle just women in their 40s. You want to tackle like, women in their 40s who've just had a baby who are struggling with this specific thing. Mm-hmm. That's good targeting, good niching down um, as far as who you serve or what you sell your products or your services to. But if you niche too far down, then you don't you have too small of a marketplace. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing would be to validate your idea. Um, and this way, what you need to do right here is to before you start creating anything, before you you, you put together uh, your packages, before you do any kind of work, it would be a good idea for you to go and get a client and, and experiment and try things with that client. And then yes. your clients, uh, they will give bring the ideas and will bring your side hustle to uh-huh. life because they will give you that feedback this is they will tell you the things that that they need in reality so working with real people is what what's going to validate your side yeah i love this so this is something so big this one tip is so huge that veronica is sharing with you right now if you don't take anything from this episode or like any of our content it would be this and it has to do with the difference between like hypothetical work or hypothetical service product development and like real life product development you hear this term called proof of concept. So it is perfectly and encouraged and ethically okay um, to sell something before it's created. They do this all the time Every uh, in prototypes, right? They just make a prototype. They just have a graphic artist build up a prototype, even just a picture of what the product is going to look like. They present that to the public and see if people get excited about it and Give a, if they can get a million emails about that thing, then the company will go forward with it. It's uh, market research in a way to where you're not going to waste all your assets and all your time doing something because you're passionate about it, doing something because it lights you up inside. You can find that same passion, that same thing that lights you up inside. You can find that, but just package it differently. Mm-hmm. You can package it a hundred <laughs> different ways. And so if you package it in, the, in a way that is, is solving a problem for a specific marketplace, and it's unique to you and your skill set, like, man, you'll just be cooking with gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, what I really love about this and something that we had to learn the hard way that I'd really like you to learn is, let's just, for an example, use the case of an online course. Instead of developing, recording all of the lessons, developing the whole curriculum of the course, packaging it, doing the graphics, editing the videos, everything else, and then trying to sell the course, instead, create a nice outline of the course build the course in an outline way and, and put some sales, the sales page together first for the course, sell the course and then make the course mm-hmm. together. Like Veronica saying with your students. And then the same thing could be said for with a client. Mm-hmm. So instead of like approaching the client with already this perfectly worked out system of what you do for video editing or podcast editing, just get a client and see what they need mm-hmm. and work with them and communicate with them face to face, like a real person. And then you're going to learn what, real life clients actually need 
And it's just such a great point. Yeah. I just had to elaborate on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And don't wait until your website is perfect. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until until your social media uh, looks uh, um, in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Just reach out to people. Make a list of 10, 20, 100 people that you would like to work with. Uh, when once you have your side hustle mm-hmm. established and then start reaching out and, yes. and, and start getting clients this way. Yeah. And there's, you can run promotions. I'll edit your podcast. I'll edit the first episode for free. Mm-hmm. I'll do social media management for the first month for free for you. Uh, we don't usually encourage those things to our students because we feel like you can always get money no matter your skill level. But a lot of times our confidence level makes us need to do these this pro bono style work. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're watching this video or listening to our podcast, I want you to find your first client and I want you to charge money for it. Yes. Because it, the relationship will go a lot better. The expectations of you, like this is the work that I'm going to do for you and this is how much you're paying me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a lot more clear and yes. and you deserve to get paid. You even do. if you don't have the experience, even if you're not new at it, you're going to be investing time mm-hmm. and effort and energy into working on that project. So charge, charge money. Please. Yes. And uh, yeah, I yeah. like that a lot. Uh, then you want to create a business plan and this doesn't have to be too complicated. Just a one pager. Um, just, just a one pager. Just a one page that says who is your ideal client or who's your target audience. Yep. Uh, what is your marketing strategy or how are you going to bring clients, how are you going to enroll clients, attract clients out in the internet world. Uh-huh. And also, uh, what are your financial goals? Yes. I want to make make this much money by, um, you know, before Christmas. So yes. I can buy, um, you know, Christmas presents for my kids. Mm-hmm. Or so I can take them on a vacation. A good or- beginner side hustle goal would be, I want to work 10 extra hours every week uh, at a side hustle. And I want to make an extra $25,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's totally accessible. You can do that. Yeah. That, and just having that goal cleared, having it written down, it's not just like, I want to try this thing and see if it works. No, these are the people I'm helping. This is how much I want to make. This is how much I want to work. This is the type of work I want to do. Just make those decisions and go for it. Yeah. Point number two is time management and work execution. And um, believe me, we still struggle with time management. Like we understand the oh, struggles yeah. of um, having running a business from home or running a side hustle from home mm-hmm. and raising also having kids. raising kids and having all these other things mm-hmm. that are pulling your attention. You have to wash your body. <laughs> you have to do dishes <laughs> and do laundry. Ah. Um, but it's important that you track your time and how you're investing your time and how many hours uh, it takes you to uh, edit that podcast episode or how many hours uh, it takes you to edit a video uh-huh. or to edit whatever it is, the skill that you acquire, that you learned um, to do, like how much time it takes you to complete a task, because that will allow you to calculate how many projects you can bring. Yes. Uh, you can sign up um, people for. And it will also, sign up it'll also start making your brain work in the right way of looking at ways you can make your work more efficient. And it's the very beginnings of systemizing your business. So it's a good way to think right at the beginning. Because mm-hmm. later on, as your business grows, that's what you're going to be looking for is ways that you can cut down how long it takes you to provide the same service and, and, and make things more efficient, automate things more. So the only way you're going to be able to do that or that you're going to be able to eventually delegate tasks and to outsource tasks to people is if you actually know how long the tasks mm-hmm. take you and what's involved in the tasks that you're doing. Definitely. 
All it takes is a stop is a stopwatch on your phone. Yeah, and if you're mm-hmm. anything like me, um, I get anxiety every time I'm timing myself. Yes. Uh, but I should be doing that more often. Yes, all and of us I, should be. And I would encourage you. It doesn't matter that what the number is. What matters is that you know. Yeah. And like ignoring how much it uh, time it takes you to do something that is just not. It's actually okay. You just have to face the reality yeah. that you're either very fast or you're in the middle or that you're slow and they're all okay. They're, they're all, all okay. fine. Um, I just want you to keep track of those and to know. Yes. And to keep track of all the specific little tasks that you do so that you can learn. I'm really fast at these three tasks, but I'm very slow at these five tasks. So I'm going to hire somebody to do these five tasks. And we're going to, I'm going to keep doing these three because I'm, I'm fast at them. I'm good at them. And I'm, I'm like really talented in these three tasks. These other five, not so much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that you want to do is, um, and this is point number three is, and the last point is marketing and growth. You need to get familiar with marketing. <laughs> yes. And I know that marketing seems intimidating. That it it's seems like, like it's the word for, sales. yeah, it's just like, ew. It's like, weird. Yeah, but uh-huh. marketing is is simple as long as you know who you are, who your ideal um, customer is. Yes. If you know your ideal customer, then it's easy for you to talk to them. It doesn't need to be anything complicated. You just want to uh, pinpoint the problem that you're solving. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you want to uh, position your service as a solution for that problem. Then you want to give a roadmap to your potential client. Oh, this is what you need to do in order for you to retain my services. Yes. And then you also, you want to be able to communicate uh, what are the the positive consequences or, or the, the positive impact that you're going to have in their lives or in their on their businesses. Uh-huh. If you... Um, if you are part of, of their team or if you are working for them, if you are providing your service. And then lastly is the negative consequences of them not signing up mm-hmm. uh, with you. With so for your services for your or purchasing your product. Or, or purchasing your product. And that right there, that's your marketing. That's, that is You're your You're welcome. <laughs> and it, it's wonderful because it, if, if you're new to marketing and sales, it's very simple. Marketing is capturing the attention. Marketing is, is the, the lead capture, you could say. So it's like saying, hey, I'm here. It's inviting people into your world. And then sales is closing on that sale, is, mm-hmm. is having a conversation with people who are in your funnel, your sales funnel. You've probably, maybe you've heard that term thrown around there. So it's not anything that's manipulative. It's not like trying to get inside people's heads. No, every human being has a problem and we all, de- tons of problems, and we all want our problems to be solved. Mm-hmm. And if you're kind of scrolling or out and about in your life and somebody presents themselves to you and says, I can solve this problem you're having. Hey, you know this problem you have that really sucks? I'm very qualified to solve it. Let me mm-hmm. take it off your hands. That's not, that's not even like, that's a really natural, beautiful thing yeah, it's to just, happen. Yeah, it's just part of living in this world, part of being a human being. It's part of being a human being. And then, and then what you're doing for that person is that you're, you're, you're free mental space. Mm-hmm. We hire a painter to repaint our patio deck. Mm-hmm. And it was just like four four months. It was I had just that lingering in my head until uh, yeah. until I was able to sit down and like say, okay, I need to find a painter. Uh-huh. And I I found one and I found a good one. Uh-huh. And you know, but he's providing his services, and that is just like not in my mind anymore. Yeah. So that was worth. So a don't lot be to afraid you. to go out there and to say, hey, I can solve your problem. Yes, and also don't be afraid to ask for what you're worth, and then. Uh, 
Yeah. And then we'll, we'll have more advice on pricing and things yes. like that in another episode. But that's it. This is definitely a possibility for you. Starting a side hustle is real. It's the world we live in. The sooner you get started, the better. It's supposed to feel awkward. It's supposed to feel weird. Uh, it's supposed to seem unrealistic, very much like anything else that we do in life that pays off or that has big dividends. You know, when you just get started and you make a commitment with yourself to stay consistent with this thing. So I'm not going to allow myself to stop this side hustle until I do get to that initial goal I wrote down on my one pager, which is I'm going to get a couple clients so that I can work 10 hours a week and I'm going to get $20,000 out of those couple clients. And then if I do, um, then we can have the discussion of whether or not I want to keep going. But it's just, it's like anything else. And, and you know that. We all know that inherently. And so if you need some help, keep coming and checking on our content. That's yes. why we're here. Uh, that's our purpose. Is That's our goal is to help you succeed in the online space. That's absolutely what we do. So you can find us anywhere at Pod Sound School. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with somebody else who you know is interested in starting a side hustle. And oh, and also remember to uh, take the podcast edit lab for free. It's a mini course. You'll really love it. And that'll let you know if podcast editing might be the side hustle you want to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, bye, Hefe. <laughs> you know what would be cool is like if we do this sort of banter like they do on news stations and the camera zooms out and the music picks up. Well, until next time, good night, San Francisco. And then they're like, mm-hmm.